This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to More Than Conquerors and the Bible study radio ministry of Pastor Ray Hagistilianos as he continues for the next four days in this powerful broadcast of his popular 11-day series, Setting Your Spiritual Priorities. In his opening four days of instruction, because they involved a direct relationship with the Father himself, Pastor taught on two of the most intimate priorities, seeking a closer fellowship with God and developing a stronger faith walk with Him through a more intimate, personal prayer life. But over the next four days of this series, however, Pastor will highlight the importance of recognizing and practicing the more practical priorities that are designed to assure a better life, learning to trust God, practicing forgiveness, and imitating those whose lives evidence God's favor. Now, here's Pastor with more on how you can best improve on those practical, spiritual priorities, especially those that will personally benefit you and strengthen your all-important love walk. See, this is, how, this is how God works. You know, we have needs. We, we, we want instruction. We, we have emotional things, physical things, mental things. We're, we're seeking God. And, and, and sometimes we spend more time praying about these things, which is okay. But we forget that the Word is our answer book. And the Word is constantly instructing us. And you could read a verse that you know, but you read it in a certain season of your life, in a certain time of your life, in a, in a, in a particular time when you have a need, and bam, all of a sudden that verse means something totally different. And it begins to minister to your life. And one of the most important priorities in our life is that we have to continue to learn the Word of God. And I don't mean just getting head knowledge. It starts there. But this Word has got to get into our hearts and really transform us, change the way that we think. Is everybody with me? Now, now I had you open up to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. Is anybody getting anything out of this tonight? All right, I'm just trying to teach away here. Uh, Matthew 28 and 19, Jesus giving instructions to the disciples as he's getting ready to leave. And he says, go therefore, and, well, first 18 says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And now he's basically transferring that authority, if you read it, um, over to the disciples. So he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Now, can we just talk about this for a second? And, and I'm kind of stretching it here a little bit, but for the sake of teaching and trying to enlighten you and to help you, there's a difference between believers and disciples. I believe that. Believers, a lot of believers in the world, but how many disciples are there? Do you know where the word disciple comes from? It comes from the word discipline. So what is a disciple? A disciple is one who disciplines himself in, in the word of God. Disciplines himself, himself after the teachings of the Lord. There's a difference between just being, I'm a believer. I'm going, I mean, I've talked to people my whole life. So, you know, they don't, want, they don't go to church. They don't, they don't pray. They don't study the word. They don't give. They don't do anything. And they, but I'm saved and going to heaven. Well, yeah, you are. Because if you've accepted Jesus, the truth of the matter is, yeah, you're going to heaven. 
works don't get you into heaven. Relationship with Jesus gets you into heaven. But all this stuff that God has taught us and given for us in this life are here to give us a good life. He's here to bless our life. How many of you want a good life? How many of you want a better life? How many of you want increasing your life? Well, that's why he's given us all of these principles. He's given us the word of God and he just puts it before us and he says, do it and your life's going to be blessed. That's why there are a lot of believers I know that are limping through life instead of racing through life and walking and making strides in life. They're limping, they're crippled because they're, they're not, they, don't want to be, they don't want to be disciplined by the word of God. They don't want to discipline their activity by the word of God. They want to do it their way. They want to do it the way they want to do it. They want to live life their way. They don't want to do what God says. They don't want to live this word. And, and they wonder why they can't get blessed. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. That's why Jesus had to die for us. That's why we, we don't trust in our works. That doesn't give us salvation. But, but the fact of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is that when we discipline ourselves by the word of God, our lives are going to be blessed. Listen, I used to live my life any old way that I wanted to live it. And I, I, way before, long, many years before, I, I, 35, 40 years ago, when I was in my crazy days as a, as a teenager, I, I, lived, I lived the way I wanted to live, even though I knew Jesus and I was, quote, saved. By the skin of my teeth, saved. <laughs> if anybody knows what I'm talking about. And I lived that way. My life wasn't blessed. It was when I came and... I got my life in alignment with God's. I began to discipline my life by the word of God. That's when my life started to prosper. That's why I say that we've got to continue to learn and do the word of God. Not just come to church and just tune pastor out. And you see, too many believers, too many of us have made church a routine. And it's devoid of life. Or we come expecting, you know, to hit a high note. You know, we want the preacher and the worship, everybody to hit a high note so that I can feel good and go out the door feeling good. We don't want to listen to the depth and the teaching and the instruction of God's word. Is everybody with me? You see, there's a difference between just being a believer and being one who's disciplined after the teachings of Christ. What's going to bring you into realms of prosperity, what's going to bring you into, into pathways of peace, what's going to bring you into the depth of, of God's uh, love and grace is when you begin to discipline yourself. By the, you start living the way God wants you to live. And that doesn't mean you're perfect. You're not, a, you know, some wallflower. I'm not talking about that, man. You're just, you're just living after the teachings of Jesus. So notice that the command given to the disciples, which was transferred down to every pastor today, was to go into the world and make disciples, not just make converts. Well, I could preach on this for a while. It's the truth. Because many of you got saved somewhere and, and you became a convert. But here, can I just, can I tell you something? Do you, know where, do you know where discipling really takes place? In the local church. And it's, it's beyond just me teaching. That's, that's, that's the main part. But you know how you get disciplined by the things? When you start coexisting with your brothers and sisters in the church. When you start working together fellowshipping. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about here? And then we, begin to, then we begin to really understand that verse. Iron sharpens iron. What happened when iron hits iron? Sparks fly. Did you, ever, did you ever see that when they take a metal wheel and they take a, an axe or a knife and they try to shut it? And when you put that I mean sparks up. Let me tell you what. When you start getting, getting together with other believers, sparks are going to fly. 
Some of you have done a great job sharpening me. Hallelujah. <laughs> whack, 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 man. But you see, that, that's where it takes place. That's where it happens. All right. So he says, make disciples, not just make converts. Make disciples. That happens in the local church. That happens when we get together. That happens by your pastor uh, teaching you. He says, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And verse 20 says, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Wow. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. That's why I have a problem You know, well, let me say it this way. That's why the primary purpose of the pastor in the church is to teach you and instruct you in the whole counsel of God's word. Because number one priority, one of the priorities in our life is that we must continue learning and doing, say learning and doing God's word. See, I I don't have a hard time teaching people God's word. That's easy. And I can teach the word. Now, what you do with what you've been taught is really, I can't do anything about that. And that's, I wish I could. I wish I could get in your head and, and make some adjustments and tighten up some loose screws and, and, and knock out some of that stupid thinking and get you to do the word of God and see how when you start doing the word of God, how your life's going to be blessed because that may be the very thing that's out of adjustment in your life that's causing you all the aggravation and the trouble and the, the lack and insufficiency in your life because you're, you're hearing the word, but you're not doing the word. Or maybe you're sitting in church and not even hearing the word because you like the music or you like the ladies. Oh, don't laugh because that, that is... We've had to deal with that issue a number of times. Oh, there are people that people come to church that don't even walk in the door. They just sit in the parking lot and wait for the ladies to come out. I'm not kidding you. You think I'm joking. I'm not. There have, been, there have been some issues where we've had to deal with that, where guys are sitting there checking old ladies out. Or some people just come to church because your wife dragged you here. Now, hopefully you'll sit here long enough and the world will knock you in the head and, and you'll, you know, or your, your, or your husband dragged you here or whatever. Maybe your husband dragged the woman, whatever it is. You sit here and the world will knock you in the head and wake you up. And you'll find that that the, the commission to the pastors and to the churches was to preach the word, teach the word, making disciples, not just converts, not just giving, my, my job is not to make you feel good. My job is to push the word in your face so that you will hopefully rise up to your, your responsibility as a believer and be transformed by that word and be disciplined by that word and start changing your activity and lining it up with the word of God. Hallelujah. Bless. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen tonight. So, so what are you supposed to do? Teaching them to observe. I can do the teaching, but you can do, you're the only one that can do the observing. I can't make you observe. My responsibility is to teach you. Your responsibility is to observe or to do. And that is a priority because we're going to see. Let's just look at a couple of verses. We've got a few minutes here. Is everybody with me? We got, oh, we've got plenty of time. Night's young. Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> James chapter 1 and verse, I'll read them from my notes here. Uh, James 1, 22 through 25 says, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves right and jump down to verse 25 but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it what continues in it what does it say you that you see you can't be 
you can't be a part-time doer and think you're going to be a full-time receiver. You can't get a job that, that, that hires you full-time and all you do is work part-time and think you're going to get full-time pay. Why do we think that that works in the kingdom of God? Why do we think that we can get away with that with God when we can't get away with that in the world? What makes us think that we can be part-time doers and yet we're going to be full-time receivers? Ain't going to happen. That's why he says, he says, first of all, you've got to look into. What does it mean when someone says, I'm going to look into it? It means they're going to put some effort. Right? Someone accuses, like for instance, this happens. You get, a, you get, a, you get a, a parents and their kid does something and somebody says, you know, little Johnny did so-and-so. Oh, my little Johnny? Well, I'm going to have to look into this. And what does that mean? That means that mama, you just touched mama's cub. Mama's going to do some serious looking into this issue before she's going to accept any blame on, for, for her child or on her child or allow any blame to be placed on her child. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to look into it. That means that some effort. Is everybody with me? Am I preaching to the wrong group here tonight? Y'all listening to me back there? I'm going to preach from over here and get you. You don't want to sit up front? I'll make you the front. Hallelujah. You don't want to sit up front? I'll make you the front. I'll make them the back and you the front. Hallelujah. So, so... But he, he who looks into, looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Listen to what it says. Say, right there, you want to end it. Man, that sounds like a whole lot of work. Notice what it says. This one, not everyone, this one, not all believers, this one will be blessed in what he does. He'll be blessed in what he does. Why? Because he took the time to look into priority. Priority. Took the time to look into the word, and when he learned something, he didn't forget it, but he immediately put it into operation. See, when I first started hearing principles from God's word, I got so excited. When I learned a principle, I was anxious and quick about trying to put it into operation because I really believed what the word said, that if I would not be a forgetful hearer but a doer, then I want to be blessed in everything I do. How many of you want to be blessed in everything you do? Well, the key is to keep learning and doing the word of God as a priority, not an occasional event. That's why I understand why people don't go to church every, every week. Now, I know I'm preaching to the wrong group of people here tonight, but you can go tell your friends that I said it. Well, hopefully, they'll pick this tape up or CD, whatever it is, and, and, and will listen. Where are you? <laughs> well, I'm reading the word at home. No, you're not. You liar, 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 pants on fire. You're not reading the word at home. Man, every Sunday when I say lift up your Bibles, let's make a good confession, I see a cloud of dust just go right up over your head because I've been sitting on the shelf all week. But he says, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one, this one, not everyone, not everyone. You can be a believer and never fully walk 
in the full benefits and blessings that God has for you. Because the key is that I must look into. Look, what, in other words, what does God have to say about these different areas of my life? What does God have to say about my health, about my prosperity, about my peace, about my kids, about my work, about my business, about my thinking? What does God have to say about all this? When I look into the Word and I begin to do it, it's going to begin to change my life. Then I'm going to start really walking in the blessing. That's why I say a priority in our life is that we must, we must keep learning and doing the Word of God. Can I get a better amen? amen? Give you one more verse on this issue and we're going home. Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 46 through 48. And, and Jesus says this, says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Uh-oh. Everybody, I heard some uh-ohs out there. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? Because really what Jesus is trying to say here, he's trying to say that if I'm your Lord, if you say Lord, when you say Lord, Lord, when you say Lord, y'all listening, when you say Lord, you're identifying him as one who has ownership over you. When you say Lord you're saying something very strong and very powerful. You're using a term that's very, you see, we, we, Lord, Lord. He's saying, why do you say Lord, Lord? In other words, he's probably identifying charismatic Chris. Lord, Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> you know how people, oh, Lord, Lord, hallelujah. Why do you say Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I have commanded you or taught you to do? Why aren't you disciplining your life? After my teachings, is everybody with me? All right, says, he says, now listen to what he says. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them. Can we stop there for a minute? Whoever hears my sayings and does them. Not just hears them and forgets about them. But hears them and does them. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them. I will show you whom he is like. And he uses this wonderful analogy. He says, he is like a man who's building a house. How many of you are building a life? You're not physically, maybe physically building a house, but what he's talking about here is not necessarily a house, but your life. How many of you know you? Your life, the life that you've been given is, 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 you know, the opportunity to build something with that life. Right? So he says... It's like a man who's building a house who dug deep, laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on a rock. Then he uses the analogy of the same. Another guy said, another guy built the house, but he built it on the sand. He didn't dig deep, didn't put it on the rock. And he built his house. And isn't it interesting that there were two houses, but there was one storm. That one storm knocked one house down, but the other house remained. Yes. We all go through the same storm. Sometimes we look and say, how come that person's still standing? Look at the storm they went through. I went through the same storm and I'm falling apart. Well, because their house is built on the rock. And the rock is the word of God, Jesus Christ. That's, so, so you see... See, the, the key here is priority is that we have to continue to learn and crave and hunger for the word of God and then do it. Put in Because by doing the word, you're building your, your house on a rock. Storms are going to come. Winds are going to blow. 
Lightning's going to flash. Thunder's going to crash. Earth's going to shake. All kinds of flood, floods are going to rise. Floods are going to come in. Water's going to rise. All these things are going to happen, but when your house is built on a rock, how, how are you, now, so all of that is say, how, how do you know if your house is built on a rock? Or how do you build your house on a rock? Well, he said, hearing his teachings and his word and doing. Hearing and doing. Is everybody with me? Hearing and doing. You can't just hear it, walk out of church, and not do anything about it. Wow. Now, I've got to preach this on a Sunday because you, got, you can't just hear it. You have to do it. See, people say, oh, I love Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, don't impress me with your love for Jesus. What impresses me, and I'm not God, so you don't have to impress me. And you don't have to impress God either. But, but we like to impress one another. That doesn't, what, what impresses me is not someone that tells me how much they love God or how spiritual they look. You know how I can tell when a person really has got their priorities right? and really is digging deep with God, is when they've heard the word and they start to do it. They start living it. And they start adjusting and disciplining their own life by the word of God. And, and, and that's a priority. That has to, ma- that has to, that has to main, uh, be a, a priority in our lives as, as believers all the time, every day of our life. So we can never stop learning from the word of God. Don't come, don't come to church and hear, you know, hear something being preached and say, oh, I've heard that before. Oh, he's preaching that again. Oh, the, I know those verses. Oh, I could preach that better than him. Or I could, man, you're, you're in big trouble because you can always learn something that you didn't hear before. Or sometimes maybe it's not even learning something, but it's being reminded of something that you've forgotten or gotten lazy with. So a number one priority in our lives has got to be, you know, or in the list of our priorities, is that we've got to continue to learn this word and begin to do it in our lives. Right? So three things that we talked about so far is, number one, fellowshipping with God. Number two, developing our faith. And number three, learning and, learning and doing the word of God. And that's really the biggest, that learning and doing is one of the biggest issues that I have as a pastor because, like I said, I can teach people what to do, but they don't do it there's nothing i can do and boy that's the most frustrating thing to me uh, is when you take the time you know to have learned these things and practice these things and prove them and you live before people and you prove it to them by your own life not that my life is the proof word of god can prove itself but the bible does say to be imitators of those who through faith and patience are inheriting the promises of god or another way to say it right is it's to be imitated. Do, do like the people who have done and are working it and, and, and it has, have it working in their life. If they've got it working in their life, imitate their faith. Do what they did and you'll have it operating in your life too. That's the word of God. So very frustrating when you teach it but people don't want to do it or they forget about it. So learning and doing the word of God has got to be a, a priority if we're going to keep ourselves in proper alignment and proper adjustment. Amen. How y'all doing? All right. Praise God. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.